And he was having so much fun swimming. And he was breathing in my face the entire time. And I was like, I am definitely going to get this cold. There is no doubt about it. Yep. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the DCL Duo Podcast. And we are coming to you from the pool deck of the fantasy. Actually, we're sitting in the adult area. It's a little quieter here to record this as Hercules is playing on Funnel Vision right now at quite the volume. We're currently docked in Costa Maya, Mexico, and uh, it is Thanksgiving Day. We're about four full days into the trip with uh, about three full days left. And uh, we're sitting across from the beautiful Allure of the Seas, which is ginormous, uh, out the window here next to us. But yeah, we have had quite the adventure on this cruise. We thought we'd go ahead and give you the first half of the cruise. It's been a little slower on our end for some unforeseen reasons that we'll get into. But um, obviously, when we left off on the bonus episode this week, we had just taken our COVID test. We're waiting for the results. Obviously, those came back negative and we were able to board. The lobby atrium was decked out with an amazing gingerbread house and Christmas tree and smelled amazing from all the mold wine being made at the bar down there, which we have to get down there and get some of that mold wine by the way before we get off. Uh, so yeah, we had a we had a great experience getting on board. On our first day on board after embarkation day, we learned that Nathan had caught a cold, and that was a wah wah wah. <laughs> Right, Sam? Yep. We had dinner our first uh, night at the Royal Court, which was the their normal menu, uh, escargot, Chateaubriand, um, and I don't even remember what dessert. I think you had a strawberry shortcake. I don't even really remember the dessert all that much. But um, by the time we got back to the room that night, Nathan started having some runny nose sniffles. And so the next morning when we got up, Oh, we didn't send him to the kids club on embarkation night like we had originally planned. And the next morning, he sounded you know, a little worse with a little bit of a post-nasal drip going on. So we called the ship's medical staff to check in with them since the messaging has been, if you have any symptoms that could be COVID, you need to call medical and potentially get checked out. We reported his symptoms of, you know, just the runny nose, some post-nasal drip, and they confirmed that we had had him tested for, for embarkation and, of course, that it had been negative. And so they said we did not need to test at that point uh, to just monitor him and to call back if his symptoms uh, got worse or if he got additional symptoms, which we ended up doing the following day. Yeah. And so let's continue this thread for a second here, Sam, since not a lot of our guests or anyone that we've talked to have had experience with sick kiddos on board. So on our second full day on board, uh, he woke up and he wasn't feeling so great. And so what do we what do we do then, Sam? We did exactly what you're supposed to do, which is we called Ships Medical again, reported his symptoms had gotten worse, meaning the stuffy nose, post-nasal drip, runny nose, and he seemed kind of warm to the touch. Uh, of course, my unscientific feel the forehead, feel his forehead, feel my forehead back and forth. To, but that unscientific approach was telling me that he felt a little bit warm. So we called at about 930 in the morning and we were scheduled for an appointment down at Ships Medical at 1015. The one thing I will report, and I think that this is a, a negative about the situation, they told me on the phone that if we brought him down and he tested positive for COVID, we would not be charged for the test or the appointment. But if we brought him down for the appointment and the test and he tested negative for COVID, we would get a bill, which we would then have to submit to our insurance to see what our insurance would cover. So I, I think perverse incentives there, in my opinion, it should be included uh, regardless of whether you test negative or positive in order to encourage people to get checked out by medical if you're showing any symptoms whatsoever. Yeah, I agree there. I've also heard of, uh, I think MSC Cruises was doing something similar and folks had a similar reaction there. Just, you know, the, these tests, these rapid tests they're using are not expensive. And so why not make them available for uh, anyone with uh, with symptoms? I could understand if you rolled into medical and said, I wanted a COVID test and you had no symptoms for it. But if you've got symptoms, I think it's better to test, especially the kids who are, you know, at this point, maybe only partially vaccinated or still unvaccinated under the Disney Cruise Line rules. So, yeah. So, Sam, you went down to medical and uh, what happened down there? First, we met with a really nice nurse who just asked us a bunch of questions, took Nathan's temperature, did a COVID swab. Uh, that test turned out negative. 
It was definitely a rapid test because it came back, I'd say, in like five minutes, maybe. He did not have a fever, although then the doctor came in and tested and um, took his temperature again and said he sort of had a low grade, meaning like a 99 point something temperature. So she basically recommended that he just sort of rest drink lots of fluids, and that I sort of treat him with some over-the-counter medication that I had brought with me. So, you know, all in all, he was fine. We basically, though this will impact the rest of the story, which is that we ended up canceling a bunch of things. I won't say what yet, but we, um, and we did not send Nathan to the kids club at all until last night, which was uh, on day four of the cruise. Yeah. So on embarkation day, we had dinner. We kind of hung out. We decided to call it an early night to try and get Nathan some rest to see if that would help him out. He was up and down most of the night complaining about his stuffy nose, which means we were pretty exhausted the next day. So the next day, we took it really easy on Nathan. We, we came to the pool deck for just a little bit that day uh, to be out in the open air. Otherwise, we, we mostly kind of hung out in the stateroom for about a day and a half. Yesterday was our first day really up on the pool deck for uh, the better part of the day now that we knew that Nathan just had a cold and we could kind of medicate him up a little bit and help him. And the sea air has really helped with his uh, his sinuses. It really it really clears him out and then, you know, helps him not cough as much. So he's enjoying sitting out on deck in the sun. Good spirits, lots of energy. So that's how we know he's really not sick because he's still bouncing off the walls and wanting to watch movies and such. So we've been hanging out on the pool deck quite a bit. Uh, in terms of things we did, Sam, you did f- seek out the story time with Mrs. Claus, which a lot of people had asked whether that was going to happen or not. I think it's been modified. It used to be in the atrium and this time it was in the D lounge. What was story time with Mrs. Claus like and there was a special guest who was supposed to make an appearance everyone wants to know who was the special guest (laughs) that's what I'm going to say about story time with Mrs. Claus I mean it it wasn't bad it was just it was Mrs. Claus she came out she sat in a rocking chair on the stage in D lounge yeah socially distanced storytelling that's right she sat in on a rocking chair she read the night before Christmas and then she read a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer story to us and then she told us there was going to be a special guest which we had heard there was going to be a special guest, but everybody was hinting that it would be Santa Claus, that you might get to take a picture with Santa Claus. But no, it was not. But it was Chip and Dale in their like winter scarves and they were adorable. And so I got a great picture of Nathan uh, standing kind of in front of uh, Chip and Dale in the D lounge. That part was fun. um, And it was nicely decorated in there, the D lounge. I imagine that they were going to limit capacity, but I don't think we actually got to full capacity because they had it scheduled for four different times over the cruise. And they actually added one or two extra times yesterday on our Cozumel day. And we'll get to why that is in a minute. We, we did make it to we did make it to dinner at Animator's Palette on the second night of the cruise. Did a little turtle talk with Crush. Josh, if you're listening out there, the truffle presets were as amazing as ever. And Sam... Ruining your name as uh, as she as she ate her truffle presets last that night. We we are finding that the food seems to be a little bit better in main dining because it feels a little bit fresher than in the second dining. And we have the tail end of main dining right now in terms of seating. So anyway, the food seems to be a little bit fresher in the main dining, maybe because it's not sitting out under heat lamps or or something like that. But had a great dinner at Animator's Palette. Called it an evening uh, early, watched a movie in the stateroom, tried to knock Nathan out with some Benadryl to get him some sleep. And then, as I said, the next day, we kind of hung out in the pool area for a little while. So our cruise was Embarkation Day, Castaway Key, Sea Day. And then we were supposed to be in Cozumel yesterday, Wednesday, which would have been day four of the cruise, I believe. And the captain came on uh, about halfway through the day that was our Sea Day travel day to Cozumel to let us know that there had been an emergency medical situation on board that required the ship to head it full speed to the closest port. And it was not COVID related. They were assuring us it was not a contagious disease. So we beelined it for Key West at full speed. Uh, And the Disney Fantasy hauling at 21 knots, I think 23 knots is her theoretical maximum. We did not actually dock in Key West. I don't think there's actually a dock big enough uh, for us in Key West. So we kind of came to a position probably three miles off the coast of Key West, maybe a little further. 
could see the landmass and some and some smaller sailboats and things like that, but not um, not the pier or anything with any definition. We're unclear how they got the guest off the ship. Oh, Sam heard how they got him off the ship, but they got the they evacuated the guest off the ship. Sam, how'd they get that guest off? So we did not see this because we are on the starboard side of the ship and the guest was taken off the ship off the port side via a boat. So a boat came from Key West, met us out in, you know, in the ocean. I, I don't know if we were in internet national waters or if we were in American waters, but the boat was able to take that passenger off the ship and to a hospital in Key West. Yeah. So we had, we had some people writing us asking why they didn't use a helicopter. And I suspect that's just because there is no designated landing area for a helicopter aboard the Fantasy as near as I can tell, because the front portion of the ship, I think there is, that's where the te- that's where the kids club pool is. Is that where the teen pool? Yeah, that's where the teen pool is. On other ships, you would see that as a, as a helideck. And actually, as I'm looking at the Allure of the Seas, their front deck has a big helipad on it. The Fantasy has no designated helideck. And so they'd have to uh, winch the person off. So I'm guessing they reserve that for the true, true, true emergency medical needs and that this person was stable enough to be transported by by boat. So that cost us six hours of travel time to Cozumel, essentially. So as a result, we did not arrive into Cozumel until noon 1230 on our Cozumel arrival day, which put us about four hours behind schedule uh, to get into Cozumel. That meant a lot of shore excursions were changed or canceled. We had Remy dinner booked last night for six and our shore excursion was changed in a way that would have had us back on the ship just too close in time to our dinner. Uh, Wouldn't give us enough time to get changed, get Nathan fed, get Nathan to the kids club, all that stuff. And so uh, we ended up canceling our shore excursion. So we have been on the boat uh, for both Cozumel and today is Costa Maya and we're staying on board and we get into that in a second. We stayed on board yesterday, hung out on the pool deck. Sam's reminding me that yesterday we did the Marvel Super Fan Challenge in the two. We sat in the back to keep Nathan away. Sam went out on round three. Uh, I think it was, the question was uh, who the villain from Iron Man 2, I think it was, uh, what nationality he was. And the choices were Russian, Ukrainian, and two that were clearly wrong. And we guessed Ukrainian and the answer was Russian. So for Willie out there listening, I'm guessing you would have gotten that one right. Uh, Sorry, we couldn't uphold your honor there in that uh, Marvel Superfan Challenge, but uh, had a good time watching it and playing along. It It was a really good trivia, I think. So anyway, yesterday hung out by the pool most of the day, got Nathan sort of rested up. Uh, What else did we do yesterday, Sam? So yesterday, I also went to the Senses Spa and got a pedicure in the afternoon. Um, Brian was supposed to have a spa treatment earlier that day, but we ended up canceling it so that he could hang out with Nathan. Nathan instead of Nathan going to the kids club. So um, yeah, so I had a really nice pedicure that was relaxing and then got back to the room, got, you know, changed and dressed for dinner uh, so that we could go to dinner at Remy and take, we did take Nathan to the kids club last night. Uh, we first fed him in the room, then took it, dropped him off at the kids club and headed for our adults only dining experience which was really fantastic. You know, Remy is like a five course, well, they sell it as like a five course meal, but it's really like an eight or nine course meal between the extra, uh, not petty forest canopies and then a mousse bouche. And then you have a cheese course and then you have extra dessert courses. So it, it really ends up being a nine course or 10 course meal instead of the five course that they tell you. And then after we did get to do the merry time Christmas fireworks. Yeah, I will say Remy was amazing as always. Uh, we did get to see the new a la carte menu. We have a photo of that that we can uh, we can post up on the Facebook page once we get back. So we, we saw the new a la carte menu. We went with the traditional chef's tasting menu because that's our preference. And I, I still think it's a great value for the kind of food and dining that you're getting uh, and the ambiance and the atmosphere and the service. Everything's just fabulous there. We did split the American menu and the French menu. I will try to save our Instagram story with the photos of all the food if you want to head over there and check out what a meal at Remy looks like. But yeah, had a fabulous meal and then went to the... I picked Nathan up from the kids club and then we went to the Very Merry Time Fireworks. I have a video of that up on the Facebook page or will shortly. Uh, I thought they were great. They are a little longer than the fireworks at Sea Show that they've been doing. And obviously they're set to Christmas music and lots of greens and reds up in the sky. And so it was uh, it was beautiful fireworks. I think Nathan had a pretty good time with the fireworks too this time around. He has not traditionally been a big fan of fireworks, but he, uh, he seemed to enjoy it this time. So yeah, got to the Very Merry Time Fireworks and then called it a night because thanks to Remy, we were pretty uh, lightweights in terms of being able to have our wine and our Colettes. And so 
We were pretty tired, headed back to the stateroom, threw on a movie, uh, threw on Zootopia, actually, because Nathan was refusing to leave the kids club because he had just started watching Zootopia and, and we told him he could watch it in the stateroom. So woke up this morning and we were docked already in beautiful Costa Maya, Mexico. Uh, we're not getting off the ship again today, mostly because most of the tours that we could take with Nathan were things that we just didn't think he would enjoy. And we will be back in both Cozumel and Costa Maya in February uh, for our adults only sailing aboard the Wonder. And so we will be getting off the ship then with some ships tours and some other things. And so just decided to just enjoy being on board the Disney Fantasy. So as Sam mentioned, we uh, we did cancel a bunch of stuff and ended up moving things around. One of the things we canceled was our Palo Brunch, which we were both kind of fine with. We've had it twice since the restart in the last four months. And we're going to be back on the ships that only have Palo for the next several of our sailings. And so we decided we could skip the brunch on board the Fantasy in favor of making sure that we got our Remy dinner done. And so excited to get that Remy dinner done because we won't be back on board the Fantasy or the Dream for quite a while at this point. Uh, our next uh, trip aboard something approaching a dream class ship will be the new Disney Wish. So uh, we're going to be excited to try the restaurants out there. I did book a men's shaving experience that they have not been running in the spa, but are running it on board the Fantasy now. And so move that toward the end of the week to experience that. We have a rainforest room booked for later in the week that we booked on board, which will be exciting because this rainforest room is bigger. So Sam and I just being able to run around the rainforest room, the two of us, and a gigantic dream class rainforest room is going to be fun. And uh, yeah, so got Thanksgiving dinner on tap tonight, which I'm excited about. I may order one of everything on the menu because it looks so amazing. Sam, anything we missed before we wrap up this uh, this half of the, the cruise? We just missed a couple of things. One, we didn't talk about Castaway Key. And what I'll say about Castaway Key is just real quick. Sat at uh, the end of Family Beach 1. We took the tram to Family Beach 2 and then walked back a little bit to find some nice open space uh, near the lifeguard stand. Just spent some time relaxing on the beach, spent some time in the water. We did have a little bit of rain. We did have uh, food at Cookie's Barbecue for lunch that day, but just kind of, we spent about a half day at, or maybe a little less, at Castaway just because Nathan wasn't feeling so great. Yeah, and we do have our name down on a list for a cabana, so we're kind of keeping fingers crossed that maybe someone will cancel out their their Saturday cabana and we will get one, but, uh, but we will see. It was a rainy day at Castaway, but a fun day nonetheless. And we're looking forward to being back. So uh, this is a double dip Castaway key sailing. So uh, it'll be nice to be back on the island here at the very end of the cruise. And the other two things I would say uh, just that we haven't talked about is I did have a massage this morning, a hot stone massage. I'm a big fan uh, of going to the spa on board and in particular of getting massages. And that was wonderful. Another thing that I would say we did do all, Brian and Nathan skipped Enchanted Garden, but I did do all three of the, the original rotational dining menus. They were the same, the classic menus for all three restaurants. Uh, Food was good. And the last thing that I will say that we haven't talked about is Brian and Nathan did get to see character dance party one night while I was at Enchanted Garden. Brian, you want to tell our guests or tell our audience about that? It was a Disney Deck dance party. If you've seen one Disney Deck dance party, you've seen all the Disney Deck dance parties, in my opinion. So, yeah, Disney Deck dance party. Sam's saying I have to say it three times fast. Disney Deck dance party, Disney Deck. No, I'm kidding. So it was a Disney dance party. I I don't know. There's anything particularly special about it. Had some good music. Uh, Nathan and I were just sitting out on the deck so he could have some dinner. And so, yeah, actually, we ate dinner on deck that night. It was Enchanted Garden Night, which is my least favorite menu anyway. And so... Decided it'd be fun just to eat uh, dinner out on the deck. And so we did that. And the dance party happened to be going on. So, yeah. One thing that also we forgot to mention was capacity on board. So uh, our sailing has somewhere between 2,100, 2,200, call it around 2,150 on board, which is much fuller than what we experienced the last uh, three sailings that we've been on. Um, It's definitely noticeable. There's more people around and, you know, a little bit more jostling for lounge chairs in the shade, uh, a little bit harder to find good spots on Castaway Key Beach. And so things are definitely feeling a little fuller. They are definitely not full to capacity by any means, but they're feeling a little bit fuller. And the other places that we haven't gotten to check out, but maybe we will get a chance at the end of the cruise if Nathan will head into the kids club uh, is uh, the adult areas. We haven't been able to experience much of the adult areas because we've been calling it a night early to get Nathan some rest. And we figure we'll get to experience a bunch of adult areas on our February sailing, but we may try to head in there a little bit. I did want to say one quick word about Nathan going to the kids club uh, because he only has a cold. There's no restriction on him going in there. 
and he is masked up. So I, I, I hope people out there don't think that we're being irresponsible with sending him in there, but he's been tested. It's just a cold. And so uh, there's no restrictions on him going in. And we've been open with the kids club about his symptoms and what's going on. And they have not restricted him in any way from being able to come in. So uh, if you think that they're excluding kids like they are at daycare on board the ship, they are not. It's a very sort of different experience because everyone's been tested and vaccinated. So they have a little bit looser protocol than what we would find on land. So and they have to be masked the entire time they're in there anyway. So. I did forget to mention the shows and what's on board, right? So because this is a seven night cruise, there are three main stage shows that are being shown. I've seen two of the three. The third one has not started yet. That will be starting tomorrow. Uh, So I did see Aladdin and Frozen. This production of Aladdin to me was not quite as good as the ones I've seen before. It was, I should say it was the same production. I think this cast maybe wasn't quite as good for me. So I I didn't, I didn't love it. I have to say Uh, it wasn't bad, but it was certainly wasn't my favorite. I did go see Frozen. Frozen, I would say was very good. I did like the cast on the wonder, uh, Frozen a little bit better, but I but this was an, an excellent show as well. And then I will see Disney's Believe towards the end of the trip. Uh, last night, the sh- the movie Encanto, which is a new Disney film, was in the Walt Disney Theater as the main stage show. They also have been having in the tube because they've been showing each show two nights. They've been having variety acts in the tube sort of on the opposite nights. So uh, one was a magician and one was a juggler. I have not seen either of those, but just wanted to let folks know that those types of entertainment are back now on Disney. Yeah. And the other movie they've been showing is The Eternals. So they are showing The Eternals on board, which just premiered in the U.S. uh, earlier this week or late last week. And so that is available on board. We may or may not try to see it. Nathan's not a huge movie theater fan and I might rather wait for it to show, come up on Disney Plus so I don't have to wear a mask the entire uh, the entire movie but uh, it is available on board right now also Shang-Chi and the Seven Rings and so lots of good stuff happening on board lots of activities uh, they're definitely picking up the pace of activities just a little bit in response to the capacity so we are going to stop it there for the first half I think we will do an interlude segment called Nathan's Favorites here in between halves of the cruise so we will get that from him here in a couple of minutes but yeah otherwise happy Thanksgiving from the Disney Fantasy and we will be back with more and now it's time to hear about Nathan's favorite we know that for some of you out there this is your favorite part of the show where you get to hear from our seven-year-old, soon-to-be eight-year-old son, Nathan, and hear what he liked about our recent Disney cruise. All right, Nathan, let's talk about this cruise on the fantasy that we just went on over Thanksgiving. I want to get your top three things you liked about this cruise. So what's number one? Donald Duck's pool. Ooh, tell me, what did you like about Donald Duck's pool? I just like swimming in it. And can you tell our fans and friends, are you a recent swimmer? Yes. Yeah, you just started taking swim lessons a few months ago, and you're doing great, and you were wearing a life vest in the pool because? It's very deep. So safety first, right? Yep. Okay, and... Let's let's talk about number two. What was your second favorite thing about sailing on the Disney fantasy this time? Soft serve ice cream because it's just delicious. <laughs> okay, and you like it in a cone. What what is what is the favorite flavor or flavors you like to get? Chocolate and chocolate with vanilla swirl. All right. You heard it here first, people. Chocolate and chocolate vanilla swirl. Okay, number three of Nathan's favorites from this cruise. What's number three? Castaway Key. I love I love the beach. Ooh, what did you like doing at the beach? Playing in the sand. Ah, yes. Did you like just burying yourself in the sand with your hands, or did you like trying to build stuff? You were trying to build a wall, and you had some sand toys that we brought with you, right? Yep, I... I think probably my favorite part of it was burying myself in sand. So I'm going to give a pro tip for all the listeners out there who have not been on a cruise before. I would say pack a couple of sand toys for your kids because if you want to buy them at Castaway Key, they are very expensive. So I like to pack them with us for each, any, even if we're not going to Castaway Key, if we're going to any beach destination, 
pack just a pail and a couple shovels. Okay. Well, here. Thanks, Nathan. Thanks for coming on the show. You're welcome. Okay. We just need to take a quick pause in the action here to thank our amazing show sponsors over at Touring Plans Travel. So we have said it before. I'll keep saying it. We use Touring Plans Travel to book all of our fabulous Disney vacations and Disney cruise vacations. And this vacation is no exception. We used our travel specialist over at Touring Plans Travel to book this vacation. Uh, She actually helped us move it at one point in time. And look, I got to say, if there was a vacation to have used a travel specialist, this was it because, you know, we did get sick. And so if anything had happened, I really feel like I could have reached out to our travel specialist over there and she would have snapped into action and really helped our family navigate whatever it was we needed to do to be safe and you know whatever uh, we needed to do to maybe disembark the ship or get home those types of things so just really can't say enough great things about touring plans we especially love that their philosophy around travel is really to put the customer at the center of the equation here and so they are not out to sell you a particular vacation they're out to understand your needs and then bring you a vacation or, or recommend a vacation that will meet those needs. So absolutely love the folks over at Touring Plans Travel. does not cost you anything extra to travel with them. Disney pays them at the time that you travel. And so you are really missing out if you're not leveraging a travel specialist to book your Disney vacations. And you know sometimes they have some fabulous incentives going on over there at Touring Plans. So be sure to head over and check them out. You can find them at touringplans.com slash travel. If you decide to book, let them know the DCL duo sent you to help support the show. And now back to our episode. All right, we are back at home and uh, it took a little while for us to make this recording because, well, as the parents out there listening probably could have predicted, we got Nathan's cold. Wah, wah, wah. So... (laughs) I got hit first and then uh, then you got hit last. And so it definitely affected our ability to record at the end of the cruise and our ability to do stuff. So we did still do stuff, but we didn't do maybe as much as we had planned. Yeah, let's let's talk about so it, it hit us on the evening of Thanksgiving, but talk a little bit about Thanksgiving Day. Uh, we spent most of the day, I think, on the pool deck, Sam. I can't remember if you and Nathan got up to anything extra. He was, you know, kind of in the throes of his cold at that that point. I should say Nathan was tested several times. Ultimately, Sam was tested on board. I was not because at that point I knew it was a cold because both of them had tested negative for COVID. And Nathan had also tested on the last day of the cruise. And we can talk a little bit about that in a second. But we spent most of the rest of the cruise kind of alternating between the room and the pool deck, just trying to relax and get some sunshine and things like that. Thanksgiving Day, I'll say they were playing football in the Funnel Vision. Not surprising. We were in Costa Maya. I think I rode the aqueduct that day, which was fun because I haven't ridden the aqueduct very often solo. And so a little line and I rode the aqueduct, which was a good time. And yeah, the highlight for me was just Thanksgiving dinner that evening. But uh, anything on that Thursday besides your massage we already talked about that uh, stood out for you? You know, I think that um, Nathan and I, I'm trying to remember which day we did what. Actually, it was the next day. So we went to see Mrs. Claus. I think I already talked about going to see Mrs. Claus, but we went back to see Mrs. Claus really because I wanted to see what other characters were going to come in after Mrs. Claus finished reading one of her stories. And so I can't remember if it was Thanksgiving Day or the day after, but when we went to another Mrs. Claus event, Minnie and Mickey came out in their holiday sweaters. Actually, it must have been the day after Chris, uh, day after Thanksgiving, because that was the day that they were wearing their holiday wear. Yeah, we were hoping to catch them in their pilgrim wear, but we learned that they don't dress up that way any longer, probably for reasons of political correctness. But yeah. Right. But that night, Thanksgiving night, they were wearing their classic uniform. So Mickey was wearing his classic tuxedo with the red pants and the yellow bow tie. And Minnie was wearing her classic red polka dot dress. So it was really, uh, you know, it was a great opportunity to take pictures with them in their classic sort of formal wear. But there were no Thanksgiving themed clothing or attire for Mickey and Minnie that night. I mean, look, the star of the show on Thanksgiving is the food and Disney Cruise Line is no exception, I don't think. So the menu we have, uh, I took screenshots of all of the menu and we posted them up on Instagram. I'm going to see if I can go back and make that a permanent story. And if not, I'll figure out a way to put it up on our Facebook page so folks can see it. But uh, I thought the food was really good and plentiful and, you know, interesting and different in some ways. I mean, obviously they had a turkey dinner on the menu. No pumpkin pie. 
which is an odd thing. Uh, pumpkin cheesecake instead, but fine. No, no pumpkin pie. Uh, I think they did have apple pie, as I'm recalling, which you know is also fairly American tradition. So yeah, yeah. I can I can tell everybody what we ate. We both chose the Thanksgiving seafood sampler, which was uh, marinated shrimp, a Jonah crab claw, and smoked salmon with some you know accoutrement sauces. And my and our server brought me two because he, I finished one and he said I got another one. Like, he right, did, Lissandro. Shout out to Lissandro. Yeah, Lissandro was awesome. Lissandro was awesome. And then and Rala was our assistant server, uh, who she was great too. And then for soups, you had the pumpkin soup. I had the harvest corn chowder. And then for mains, uh, we each ordered two dishes because we wanted to taste, uh, you know, a couple of different things. Well, we only get the Thanksgiving menu like once a year and we've, we may never be back. So, yeah. Right. Well, and, and we decided not to share the turkey dinner because I was that was when I was first coming down with being sick and you were not sick yet. And so we didn't want to share the cold if we could avoid it, which obviously was kind of useless. But. You I, ordered- I, I should have I should have known I was going to get it because earlier that day, Nathan, we finally got Nathan to get into a Disney pool, took a lot of bribery, and he was having so much fun swimming. And he was breathing in my face the entire time. And I was like, I am definitely going to get this cold. There is no doubt about it. Yep. But you ordered the, the I'll call it the turkey dinner. So the Thanksgiving turkey dinner and the uh, black pepper crusted standing rib roast. I ordered the turkey dinner and the pumpkin and mascarpone ravioli and then for dessert i believe you ordered the apple pie a la mode and i ordered the american peanut butter fudge pie i will say this dessert on the thanksgiving menu was not memorable for me the main courses were delicious that pumpkin soup was great i think i preferred the turkey dinner to the standing rib roast but you know the appetizer the soup and the main were were great. They were all excellent. The dessert was kind of not memorable. I wish there had been pumpkin pie. Yeah. So for me, I would say I didn't think the seafood sampler was all that great because I thought the crab claw wasn't that great. The shrimp was good. I'm not, I don't really like smoked salmon by itself. I like it if it's with bagel and cream cheese. Um, so I wasn't that impressed with the, with the appetizer. I thought the corn chowder was excellent. And of the mains, the pumpkin and mascarpone ravioli was kind of, meh, it was fine. It wasn't bad, but it just wasn't, it wasn't a star. But yeah, the turkey dinner was a star. We It gave you a mix of white meat and dark meat, uh, mashed sweet potato, some roasted vegetables, some stuffing, and uh, cranberry sauce on the side. So yeah, it was really good. I had the the peanut butter pie, I would agree, was not great. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't. I didn't fi- I didn't finish it. Let me put it that way. I would have preferred a pumpkin pie. They did have a pumpkin cheesecake, but I the pumpkin cheesecake is not pumpkin pie. Well, that's that's a tough one for a New Yorker. Cheesecake anywhere <laughs> is is hard True. to meet your standards. So, True. yeah. Fair fair point. I I am picky about my cheesecake. Well, then comes Friday and that's when we woke up and we're now both in the throes of a cold and so uh we doped up and Headed for the pool deck just to try and get that fresh air and sunshine to help us out and spent most of the day by the pool. I think I did a couple of things that day, though. Yeah, go ahead. What did you do? Okay, so beyond uh, spending some time at the pool, this was the day that was. And the medical center. We should talk for a second about. I should just say we spent a lot of time. Well, we not so much. Sam and Nathan spent a lot of time at the medical center with testing or other things. Sam, you should relay your story about, you know, you we went in, you got tested and was a little bit of a nail biter for you. And and what did the nurse do that caused you some concern? So the nurse did one thing that I, I still don't know why, but she looked at there's like a TV screen that has the coordinates, the latitude and longitude of where the ship is uh, at all times. This was in the in the examination room that I was sitting in waiting for my COVID test to come back. And I had already met with the nurse and then I had met with the doctor and then the doctor left after the COVID test. And then the nurse came back in just to like look at the longitude and latitude and and, and to take them down, right? To, to I have no, I still to this day don't know why, uh, but it made me nervous because I was thinking, oh, do they have to document if they have a positive case? They've got to document what latitude and longitude they it happened at. That's what I was thinking. That was what well, I was I 
I when you said it to me, I was thinking they're figuring out what the closest U.S. port they can get ah, to. Ah, that could be it too. So anyway, I was I was having a little internal freak out for a second. Uh, it turned out I did not have COVID. I did have a cold. I did have a very inflamed uh, throat to the point where I felt like I was going to choke on my own tongue because that's how swollen my my throat was. But they did give me me meds, and I think I'm trying to think if I went to the I think it was that morning that I went to uh, medical. But once I got some antibiotics and prednisone in me, the inflammation went down like almost immediately. By the afternoon, I was feeling a lot better. And that day was, I'll call it Christmas day on the ship. And what I mean, it was a sea day. And what I mean by Christmas day on the ship is that was the day where Santa was out and about and the characters were wearing their holiday sweaters and their holiday uh, evening outfits. So if you wanted a picture with some with a character in a in a holiday outfit in a Christmas outfit, that was the day to get it. So I did go around the ship and kind of looking for those opportunities. I didn't take that many pictures because most of the time when I was doing this, I was by myself. But I, I did go scouting uh, scouting those out, and I did get a picture from a distance of Santa. I am going to say this about Santa and Mrs. Claus. Santa and Mrs. Claus are not of the caliber that you see in the Thanksgiving Day Parade or in as you normally see in the parks. And I think because of the COVID protocols, kids, muff your ears right now. The cast members who were becoming best friends with Santa and Mrs. Claus were maybe a little bit too young for those roles. So that's what I'll say about Santa and Mrs. Claus. Other things I did that day, Broadway actor Ian Knauer was the, I think they call him Broadway guest artist on board, meaning that he is a Broadway actor, singer, dancer, and he was on on contract with Disney to be on the ship. And he performed in three, apparently, of the shows that were on board. So that was Aladdin, Frozen. Oh, actually, no, he wasn't in Frozen. Aladdin, Frozen, and Believe. And he played the father, the main character in Believe. And so he gave a little talk about his career and history and how he got onto the Disney Cruise Line and how he started his Broadway career. So that was an interesting, about an hour long. It was supposed to be only like a half hour, but he ended up talking for almost an hour. Later that evening, Mickey and Minnie, although they had been in their holiday sweaters earlier in the day, later they were in holiday, I'll call it formal wear. So Mickey and Minnie both in a kind of a tartan plaid, mostly red with a little bit of green. Minnie in a long dress, Mickey in a, I'll call it another tuxedo type outfit. So some interesting, fun pictures to be had that day. I also went to, I'll call it watch because I didn't really participate in this thing called Mouseketeer Madness, which was a a, a Disney kind of general movie knowledge themed uh, quiz show where they randomly chose uh, from the audience by um, by random draw of numbers uh, who were going to be the contestants. And it was kind of a who wants to be a millionaire style game where you got kind of like a phone, a friend type of uh, assistance. So that was fun to watch as well. I did not participate, just watched. So I actually did a, a bunch that day. And then we had dinner at Animators where we had Animation Magic. Yeah, so yeah Animators Palette was... Uh was a fun dinner. It's fun as always. The food was good and the show was the same as we would have come to expect from Animation Magic. And so had a fun time that night. You can basically sum up the rest of Brian's cruise by saying he alternated between <laughs> watching movies in the stateroom and sitting out on the pool deck reading. I did not partake of too many activities. And in fact, we had a second day at Castaway Key and I was just not feeling up to getting off of the ship. And so I, we ended up hanging out on the ship together. Uh, we did not go to Castaway Key that second day. I just did not have it in me to sort of walk all the way to the beach and uh, you know sit there. I just wasn't sure how much energy I'd have for the rest of the day and wanted to rest. And so Ended up uh, just kind of hanging out the ship and at the pool. You know, lesson learned, I think, that sometimes your cruise vacation doesn't turn out the way that you would hope it to. Uh, but we still had a great time. Sam, you had you had other you had other activities and stuff that I feel like you may have done. So you should feel free to share them. <laughs> yeah. So I will. I'll just jump in and say that Nathan and I did um, another uh, midship detective agency that day. So we did the 101 Dalmatians version of midship detective. But we did spend most of our time on the pool deck because 
Ethan actually spent hours in the pool. So that was really nice. It was it was really a low-key day though. We did um I'm trying to think what else we caught. We did kind of run around the ship just a, a little bit to get a couple of pictures and things like that, but it was a, a mostly mostly low-key day, I would say. Oh, I did go see another show. I saw Believe. That was the only other that was the other thing I did without Nathan and Brian, I went and saw, as I did the other two shows, I saw Believe uh, with Ian Knauer as um, the star. He was better than the father that I have seen play that role, you know, multiple times before. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, we ended up moving our flight up. Uh, so, we did have a different experience getting off the ship. We fly Alaska Air and they only have two flights out of Orlando. One at about 10 o'clock in the morning and one at about six something at night. They actually have an earlier flight, but it's a non-starter for our cruise. It's like at 7 a.m. Moved our flight up to 10, which is not advisable when exiting a cruise, but we did express walk-off, which I will just say I hate. I know a lot of people out there love it, but I hate dragging big pieces of luggage off the ship myself. But we decided it would not be the right thing for us to head to the parks that day. And so we had canceled our Animal Kingdom passes. Uh, Nathan still got a one-day park ticket floating around that I'm hoping I can salvage. But we just decided we needed to get home as quick as we could so that we could all rest. And Nathan had school the next day. And so wanted to get home, ended up making our flight easy peasy. So we were in the atrium at 7.15. There was pretty good line for express walk-off, more than I really expected it to be. But, you know, we're off the ship at, cleared and off the ship at 7.30 to our car by about 7.45, 7.50. We made it to the airport at, uh, actually earlier than that to the car because we made it to the airport about 8.20, 8.25. I think it was about 7.40 we got yeah. to the car. Yeah, it was quick. It was quick getting off. We were at the airport uh, with plenty of time, got all checked in. It was a pretty busy day. So glad we made it there on time. Caught our flight home with no problems. And uh, yeah, and we have made it home safely. So not a lot to report. I did have sort of two things I wanted to provide as kind of feedback on the cruise, especially the very maritime portion. You know, one, I want to go back and do another very maritime cruise. I think we missed just a lot of stuff, not because we didn't do it, but because it just wasn't there or it wasn't there in the form that we would have liked. And so... Yeah, I, I think because of the COVID protocols, there were a lot of things they've done on very merry times in the past that they did not do on our cruise. Yeah, or it was modified in such a way that it just wasn't really as as good as it used to be. So I'm really hoping to get another stab at a very merry time cruise probably in a couple of years. But I, I will give, you know, look, one criticism I have of Disney Cruise Line right now, and it was really borne out on the very merry time sailing, was just lack of understanding of when things were going to be scheduled. And so we really, really wanted to get Nathan a photo with Santa. The cruise director was pretty clear in saying, oh, Mrs. Claus is going to be here to do story time. And you know, when Mrs. Claus is around, other special guests might come. And if I'm sorry, but if you say that, the expectation is Santa showing up. And Santa did not show up either time. And in fact, Santa only showed up, what, two or three times in the atrium for photos. And it was not advertised that it was Santa. And I, I get it. Get why they're doing that. They don't want a ton of people coming to photos and, you know, standing around the atrium. That's fine. But then you got to find a way get a ticket at event like they do for Star Wars Day or something because we had no idea he was going to be there. And so, but for stalking the atrium for seven days of a cruise and every character photo, we would have never have found Santa. And in fact, we didn't. Right. And he was and he was only there. I saw him earlier in the in the morning that when I was going, I think I was heading to guest services for something, I think for more ibuprofen, actually. And I saw him in the atrium. So I got a picture from afar, but I didn't have Nathan with me. And I figured because that day, um, all of the characters were in their holiday wear. So I figured, oh, he'll be back multiple times throughout the day. Well, when I went back that late afternoon to find out what time Santa would be there, because they, like Brian said, they don't advertise when any character is going to be anywhere anymore. They used to tell you, you know, Mickey will be in the atrium from this time to this time. They don't do that anymore. So I, but if you go to the staff over by shutters, they will tell you who is scheduled. They say it's always subject to change. They, they, and they do sometimes change it at the last minute, but they will tell you, oh, okay, it's going to be Mickey and Minnie next or something like that. So I went and asked them, and this was only maybe three o'clock in the afternoon. And they said, oh, no, sorry, Santa's not back again today. And that was the only day Santa was appearing. So Santa came out, I think, from like maybe nine to 10 and then came out from like 11 to one or 12 to two or something like that. He apparently was out for quite a long period of time, but it was right smack in the middle of the day where everyone was at the pool. So we were not in the atrium at the time. We didn't think to go through the atrium at that time. 
And he did not come out at all in the evening, which is what I would have expected. So that not just Santa, but that was the same with all of the characters in their holiday wear. It would have been nice to have a schedule of which which characters were going to be where when so that you could if you wanted to get all the characters, you could get, you know, you could get them if you showed up at, you know, specific times. But that was not. And and look, it's not it's not impossible. Lalani does it. 7 a.m. You dial into a phone. You get to hear the character report for the day and when and where to be if you want to get a picture with a particular character. So look, Disney Cruise Line has done this multiple times. If you expect us to operate inside of an app, you need to put detail in the app so people can plan their days and get the things done that they want to. Look, I will. I, I understand some of this is the reduced offering on the current Very Merry Time because normally they do like a tree lighting ceremony and Santa would arrive and all that sort of stuff. But but man, it was such a letdown not to not to get that photo because we really we really wanted to get it and we just didn't know it was happening. And so they, they've done this with fireworks. They've done this with other things. Like just put it in the app. If you're going to make us use the app, put it in the app. <laughs> I will say I got a better photo, I think, than what what we would have gotten with Santa. And the reason I say that is because later that evening, there was a moment and Brian hated me in this moment because he was really not feeling well. This was, the, you know, the day after Thanksgiving was that evening. And I started feeling better because I was on meds and he just had started feeling horribly. But I was walking through and I saw uh, that Goofy was dressed as Santa and Mickey was dressed in his formal wear and they were doing pictures together. And so I messaged Brian, I got in line, I messaged Brian and told him he needed to bring up Nathan as soon as possible. I ended up letting about five or six families cut in front of me in line when I was about to get up to take the picture. And Nathan got there and we actually got a fantastic picture of just me and Nathan with Goofy and Mickey and Goofy is dressed as Santa. So I have to say in the end, I got, I think, a better picture than the too young Santa that was there earlier that day. Yeah. So look, the other piece of feedback I'll give to Disney Cruise Line is that, uh, you know, we had a need to access the Wi-Fi on board to do things like change flights and cancel things. And I will tell you, I was infuriated at the fact that the Wi-Fi was not even sufficient enough to let me access a Disney website. Like I could not onto the My Disney Experience site to save my life on the shipboard Wi-Fi uh, to cancel park tickets, to do any of that stuff. And so they got, like, I just, I put this on my comment card, so I'm not just complaining out into the void, but Disney's got to up their game. They got to fix that tower at Castaway Key. They got to provide better Wi-Fi coverage at Castaway Key. They got to fix the onboard Wi-Fi because it just, it wasn't even fast enough. I mean, I, it took me 16 tries or something to get onto the Alaska Airlines site in order to rebook our flight and I'm paying for the Wi-Fi. So if you're going to charge me that, it needs to function and it needs to work. And it's not, and it's it's horrible. Uh, and other cruise lines have Wi-Fi sufficient for you to stream Netflix, and I can't even access basic functionality on mobile websites. So Disney, Disney got to fix it. Yeah, I want to give one uh, tip and about what something I we learned on this cruise that I actually will take with me now, and I thought was fantastic that happened to us which was when we told our wait staff on that last night that we weren't going to make it to breakfast the next morning because we had to do express walk-off to catch an early flight, they sent us back to our room cereal, bowls, and milk. And that way, uh, Nathan could have breakfast before we headed to the airport. We know that's what he eats for breakfast every morning. Can't really eat it in a car. And so he was able to eat breakfast in our stateroom before we uh, did that express walk-off because we did not have time to eat in the dining room. So I that's something I didn't know or think of previously to ask for or that they would be able to do that at dinner and get us that stuff. But it's something now I will think of for the future. Yeah. And so lest you think I'm just complaining wildly, we had a fantastic time. I'm a little bummed that we didn't get to do as much as we had hoped because of because uh, of catching a cold. Uh, the service was, you know, on top of it, Lissandro and the wait staff are fabulous. Our uh, in-room steward was uh, fantastic and, you know, was really helpful. Paulo and Remy were very accommodating uh, and, 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 the, and the spa was also very accommodating because we, we did end up canceling the rainforest room. We canceled. Uh, Brian had a treatment a shave scheduled. We canceled that and we rescheduled one of my treatments. And so I have to say, despite the fact that we didn't get to do some of the things we wanted to do, the the cast members were very accommodating and did not charge us penalties for um, very late cancellations. And you know what? Actually, before we go, Sam, I, we completely forgot to talk about the end of cruise testing that Nathan had to do. So for folks who aren't familiar, 
the requirement right now is that on cruises that are five nights or longer, any unvaccinated guests have to be tested before disembarkation. And so right now that includes any of the kids under 12, some of whom are eligibly vaccinated, but haven't been fully vaccinated yet. And that requirement doesn't kick in until January 13th for Disney Cruise Line. But basically on our ceiling, any kids under 12 had to be tested at the end of the cruise. They actually did it, I thought, really nicely. They came to, they they set a time in the Disney Cruise Line app and were basically like, this is the time we will come to your room to administer a rapid test. And they showed up sort of right on time. I think our testing time was like 7.30 in the morning. It was either 7 or 7.30 in the morning, but they were there on time. They basically did a, a rapid test. They allowed Nathan to do it. They stood at the door and they were in their PPE gear and they stood at the door and gave Nathan the little nasal swab. It was one of those Binax now at-home tests that you know we have some in our, in our bathroom right now, but basically it was an at-home rapid test and they watched Nathan do it. They put it in the little card. They sign the card or they do something to just sort of make sure that they know that when they come back and check it, that's the card that they use for the test. But anyway, they put it in the card, they seal it up, they ask us to leave it in the stateroom and they say they will come back in 15 minutes to check the card. And, you know, honestly, it was more like 25 minutes later, but fine. They came back, they knocked on the door, they checked the card, took the test results, and we were good to go. Uh, So didn't experience any hiccups there. I thought the way that they did that was really great and um, just really efficient. So for anyone out there wondering, that is the protocol at the end of the cruise if you need to have a test done or because you're not eligible to be vaccinated. So I should also just quickly mention two things. One is that uh, they ask us not to leave the stateroom after the test has been administered until they come back and can check the results. And the testing occurs the day before you disembark. So this would have been the morning that we arrived at Castaway Key for the second time. That's when they showed up to do the test. And then the next day we were disembarking. So they, they don't do it on the morning of disembarkation. They do it the day prior. That is that. With that, you know, look, we did have a fabulous cruise. It was a lot of fun. Glad we did it. It was different than we had hoped, but still good. And so, yeah, we'll wrap it up there. And thanks everybody out there for listening. And we'll see you next week. See ya. Well, I hope you enjoyed our trip report from our time on the fantasy. I know is it not as exciting as it normally is because of the colds we caught and you know, we took it a little slower because of that, but we still had a fabulous time as a family. We got to make some more memories and you know, hey, not every vacation works out exactly the way you want it to. We have our Alani vacation coming up here at the end of next week and we are excited for that one. And you know, fingers crossed, maybe it goes a little bit better than this Disney Cruise Line vacation, but even if it doesn't, we will set our expectations accordingly and still have a good time. So with that, I do want to read one of our five-star reviews on the air this week. This one is coming from Gubernut74, who writes, Phenomenal podcast. I absolutely love the DCL duo. They are so professional and thorough. They do an amazing job of keeping their listeners up to date in an ever-changing cruise world. Well, thank you so much. It is hard to stay on top of some of this stuff, and we occasionally get it wrong, but we try to admit when we do. So glad you are getting the information you need out of this podcast, and we love making it. And thank you so much for the review. So... With that, I do want to thank everyone out there for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. Please also head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us those five-star reviews. We will read your review on the air as we do every week. We read one review, so we love getting the feedback from our listeners. Head over there, leave us those reviews. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or you can reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also head over to the DCL Duo channel on YouTube for even more great content. Just browse to YouTube dot com slash dcl duo if you'd like to help support the show you can browse to touringplans.com slash travel to book your next fabulous disney vacation just let them know the dcl duo sent you or you can browse to patreon.com slash dcl duo and choose from one of our monthly support tiers we absolutely appreciate each and every one of our patreons out there in the patreon community for helping to support the show and make it possible month after month so head over there check it out some great benefits and some just great folks in our patreon community the dcl duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with disney cruise line the disney company or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed in the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL duo. Good night. <laughs>